This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Kelly, I spent all this effort cutting this water tank off, and it had surface rust on the tank, and I start filling it up with water. It had a million holes in it. <laughs> it was it was rusted out to the maximum peak. I said, that damn Earnhardt, I'm going to kill him. Welcome to Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Welcome to Fast Lane Family, presented by Charlie Soap. All right, Amanda, I hope everyone has that has listened over the past couple of weeks knows about our offer that Charlie Soap has put out, that it's an exclusive offer to our listeners. But if you haven't heard about it, uh, you can go to charliesoap.com and you can purchase their sampler pack. And they've got a discount code. It's Dell Jr. You use that at checkout and you get 15% off your purchase. And I, I already know that a lot of our Twitter fans are doing this. So. Yeah, I've seen a lot of tweets about it. That's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad people are trying this product out. Um, the sampler pack, you, you'll get the laundry powder, the laundry liquid, indoor-outdoor surface cleaner, and their kitchen and bath cleaner, too. So, so yeah, time is running out on that offer, Amanda. Um, you've got until next Friday. That's two Fridays from now. Mm-hmm. It'll be the 29th, the day after my birthday. Um, <laughs> to get this special, use the code Dell Jr. It's a great way to try out all the Charlie Soap products and check it out at charliesoap.com. So today on Fastlane Family, I have Kenny Wallace, and oh my gosh, I mean, just crazy, I think this is going to be hilarious. I think we're going to find somebody that's louder than me on this radio, because I I come across loud. Never? No. You think I'm going to be louder? You know what? You're better at it, because you do this for a living. (laughs) I've known you for a long time. Yes. And you know, moving from St. Louis, I had some people that were uh, high on my list, and you're one of them. You were... uh, like, like my mom says, that Kelly Earnhardt, she's so nice to me. And I said, Mom, the same thing with me. She just, I'm you know, just her. nice. Yeah, your dad was a superstar. Your brother was a superstar. And here you were just so nice and normal <laughs> that I, I just, I, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here too. And I was just um, catching up online and on Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter in a couple of days. Unlike you, <laughs> a couple I, days, Kelly, okay? <laughs> you know what? I try so hard to say, okay. And, and I talk to myself. <laughs> I do that too. I'm going to get away from Twitter. And I almost, I almost tell, I tell my wife every once in a while, take my phone from me. Tell them to shut Twitter and Facebook, shut it down. It is so addicting. It is addicting. I, I is. think of something. I'm like, oh, I got to share this. Right. <laughs> What's wrong? Do you ever look back and say, why did I share that? Oh, yes. <laughs> when I start drinking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I'll get out to my swimming pool. Start drinking I some. I saw. <laughs> start drinking some Bud Lights. Does Kim just not want to kill you? The one about Superman was so funny. I'm like, oh my god, does she just want to kill him? She want to take him in the pool and just drown him. And, and let me tell you what had happened is she loves the '70s music. So, so at, in our pool area we have those discs mm-hmm. for the '70s. Well, I said, hey, listen, you got five discs in your little CD player up there. I'm gonna go get some. So uh, I went up and uh, three doors down. If I go crazy yeah. now, yeah. would you still? And I, so I just had that song. I'm like, Kimberly, she said, yes. I said, if I go crazy, will you still <laughs> call me Superman? <laughs> and she's like, yes, yes, I will. That's her way of calming me down. Yes. Answer me and I'll shut up. She's probably really good at that by now. How long have you guys been married? Oh, she's gosh, 29 years yeah, old. 20. 29. But you know, <laughs> what's amazing is that um, we're totally opposite. She does, you know, sometimes I tell her, I say, Kim, I do so much that sometimes I don't know who I am. You know, I'll, I'll do TV. And and when I was a kid in school, they, they'd they stu- do that again, Wallace, make us laugh. Sometimes I'll be shaving. I'll look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, my, you know, who am I sometimes? And I told her one day, I said, sometimes I don't know who I am, honey. And she goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I think every morning I wake up, it's like, who am I today? And when and when you wake up, she says, hmm, "Wonder who Kenny's going to be today." <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's actually it it is that it's funny, but it's it, it's it's a weird deal because I I imagine that everybody uh, feels like that sometimes. Uh-huh. I mean, right? You can yeah. How can you be the same person all the time? Yeah, no, I right? think flexibility is good. Yeah, laughter, you know, fun, being flexible, not right. And, and I, see, I I adapt to people. Yeah, you know, I adapt to people I'm around and, you know, not uh, so many people are setting their ways and, you know, setting their personalities. And I, I just really when I get around people, I kind of try to read them and adapt. I think my dad was like that. Chameleon. You know? Yeah, well, I guess so. Now, see, that's yeah. how weird I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of 
what uh, I am. Uh, no, I'm thinking, who is it? Boy George? Yeah. Karma, comma, oh, karma, 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 yeah. uh, Right. <laughs> so chameleon, but but that's a gift because, you, yeah. you know, if they say, okay, one of your sponsors says, we want you to go to this barbecue for Prilosec. Yeah. You're like, okay, you, gotta... you, you know you're going to be with some rednecks. <laughs> but yeah. but those are our but people. That's, okay. that's the right. way we are. Yeah, that's okay. But then all of a sudden... They say, I okay, you rub with the best of the snobs too. You've won <laughs> the Daytona so. 500. The president wants to see you. Yes, that's a that's a talent you have yeah. to be a committee. Yeah. You have to fit in with everybody. Yeah. I like that. So that's good. I think that's good. You made me feel good about myself. See, I just helped you figure out who you are, <laughs> <laughs> what you are. You can't be the same all the time. <laughs> no. So tell me, what's what's a day for you? What's a typical day besides being on Twitter 24-7? I mean, I don't even know if you ever sleep. Well, let me address Twitter first, and then I'll tell you what a day <laughs> is for me. Twitter is, when I'm on Twitter, and I've thought about this for years, it's when I'm bored. You've been on there since May 2009. Like, you had a five-year anniversary this year. Yeah, uh, and, and the reason I was on there was because I was looking for sponsorship. Yes, okay, so you were using it as a marketing tool. Right, 110% yeah. right. Facebook was my first introduction. Yeah. I, I thought Facebook was for children because I wanted to enhance my website. I said, my website is boring. What can I do to make videos? And they said, well, we're not set up for that. But however, you can go on Facebook and make these videos. And, uh, and I said, well, Facebook is for children. And they said, no, it's not. So that's how I got into social networking. And that's how the Kenny Wallace fan car started in 2009 mm -hmm. in Montreal where we had about 7,000 people, and it was really good. And that was my introduction to, to that. And then, um, and then I fly so much constantly. And it tons of time. Right. So I, I, you always have to get to the airport an hour early, you know, and, and then you just can't be busy 24-7, you know. So it's very easy for me to pick my phone up. And I, and I am hyperactive. And I like attention. I want people to give me attention. I was born that way. I seek attention. <laughs> I was born that way. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're right. I hear my mother and all my teachers. My mother always said, Kenny, you always overdo everything. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Mom. You know, if, if, you are, if you're not looking at me, I say, look at me. But, yeah. So that's the Twitter and the Facebook thing. I like attention, so I like to get on there. I like people to respond to me. And if they don't respond to me, I'm constantly going to keep probing until you answer you. me. <laughs> Good to know. Good to so know. just answer me. Just answer. And I'll leave you alone. Whatever kind of answer. <laughs> Doesn't that's even why, matter what it is, right? That's why Kim. That's why Kim on the. That's why she goes along. Yes. Yes. Yeah, just hush you up. So a normal day for me would be. Well, it starts out the night before, actually. <laughs> Do I go to bed at 12 or 2 in the morning? So today, uh, I got up at uh, 9.30. I did not want to get up at 9.30. I had to because every Tuesday we have a meeting, a uh, conference call for Fox TV. And, and they ask me and they ask Jeff Hammond and Larry McReynolds and Rutledge and Bob Dillner and everybody. They say, what do you want to talk about on the show? And we all throw our ideals in and then we end up having a show. Now, is this Tuesday? That's for the weekend? For the, it's weekend, for the weekend. Weekend. That that's, that's when you're doing TV. Yes. Weekend. Yes. That's all you're doing. TV Kelly, it's it, it it's in, it's insane the amount of work that goes into a one hour TV show. Well, I was I was actually asking Wendy Venturini about that and just the preparation that you go through and all that. It should be illegal. It's hard <laughs> to believe that it takes that much, but you start on Tuesday morning and we talk we say what we want to talk about and then and they filter it all and go, okay, that sounds good. That don't make sense. We'll save that for a show a month from now. Then, after that is done, that usually lasts not quite an hour, 45 minutes. Um, at this time, I'm I'm getting older now. I'll, I'll be 51 August 23rd. So I've, August 28th, 42. I love it. <laughs> my dad my dad was August 2nd. Rusty, August 14th. Stephen Wallace, Rusty's boy, August, August 19th, I believe. Me 20th. That's today. No, yesterday. We should then. know that then. <laughs> you should know that, not me. But yeah. You should. So, um, get up. Do the meeting, drink coffee, two cups. That's it, two, two cups. Two cups, that's it. Hazelnut creamer, cannot drink plain black coffee, cannot do it. Drink bottles of water in between to activate my colon. I swear, that's, you know, shedding not be too TMI. Shedding, yeah, but you, you ha I heard the health people say, people that run and work out, for one cup of coffee, you need to drink a, a bottle of water. Okay, that's good to know. Because it, hydra it dehydrates yeah. you when you drink coffee. Coffee does, right. So make make sure that drives me nuts. Got to drink some water. 
Um, sit at my desk. I actually have a desk. In both houses, both places? No. St. Louis and No, North just Carolina, one just here. North Carolina. Yeah, th this is like my workplace. Okay. This is my workplace. When I'm here, I'm real Home serious. Work. Go to St. Louis, I'm on vacation. Okay. Sit at my desk, look at my bills, make sure they're all legal. Because some people just... I kind of know all this because you talk about all this on Twitter. Oh, the people send your bills <laughs> just trying to get one through. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you've had to face that here. Yeah. Metal yeah. companies, yeah. they just send you a bill seeing if you'll pay it. Yeah. It's like, nope. See what you're paying attention uh, to. I've already paid this. They'll, they'll send you two bills. Yeah. You'll accidentally pay one and not knowing. So I become, go through all my bills. Uh, I got 12 rental homes, you know, uh, always searching out be good insurance prices, making sure you're not overinsured, underinsured, trying to keep costs down. And then, um, and then the day kind of starts being my day. What does Kenny want to do? And uh, here lately, because the summer nationals are over, my dirt yeah. racing has calmed down. I'm bored to the hilt. So I'll usually, this is my new thing. After 20 years, I didn't know I had a swimming pool. <laughs> so I go out to you my get swim your swimming pool. Good. Yeah, either like, I never get sun on me because I'm white, very fair, and uh, very aware of skin cancer. So I turn my ceiling fans on and uh, let Kim lay out. Then it depends how I feel if I'm going to grab a beer or not. What so, ma What makes that decision? Like you feel good. You the way feel my stomach spunky. feels. Okay. <laughs> way my stomach feels, and and I also go through the guilt process. Am I allowed to drink a beer? Should I drink a beer? What do I have to do tomorrow? Because if I drink six or seven beers, which I can do, what do but I have to do tomorrow? tomorrow? Do I have to do if I have to do something at two o'clock? Then I'll drink beer. But if I got to be up early in the morning, I, won't, drink I won't drink beer. I hate to say it's it, a good but rule I, of thumb. oh god, I'm responsible as hell. It drives me nuts. I just wish I could be a rebel. I kind of think you are a rebel. Yeah. No, not in no ways. I'm way, way. You surely say what you think, I think, for the most part. That's just the way I was born. That's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you what, that's a whole nother subject. Things are getting so touchy now in life. Oh, gosh, yes. Do oh, you yeah. find yourself oh, doing yeah, that? Absolutely. You, you can't. Social media has made it to where you actually cannot give your opinion. Yeah. I, you know, I'm from St. Louis. I mean, that is my home. Mm -hmm. And all them those riots going on in, mm -hmm. in Ferguson, Missouri. You can't believe how many times I reached my cell phone and I go, no. Yep. You know, because I have, my, my opinions are from love, not hate. Mm -hmm. I, I would say, you, you help me, Kelly, is what I would say. Do If you follow me on Twitter, am I mean? Mm -hmm. Am I mean on Twitter? So yeah. if I'm going to tweet, I'm going to tweet something with love and compassion. But even when you do that. They the, can read it so many ways. Yep. You know, the, the person reading it is actually what they're feeling and how they read your tweet. Right. Right. So right. if they're not full of love and compassion, they're, right. you know, they're reading it. It really, it's so, it's just, it is. It's, yes. So. We have to stop ourselves. So, you know, uh, after the pool and the thinking about the beer, it's it's usually, where are we going to go eat? That's a big deal. So do you, you don't cook at home? You go yeah. out most of the time? Well, you know, me and Kim are 50 now. And, you know, eating at home is cool. I'd love, I'd love to eat at home, but I, I think our whole life has kind of prevented us from, I mean, I cherish when we eat at home because yeah. Kim's a great cook, but I, I think we're getting tired. That's a lot of work too, for two people. I mean, stop yeah. and think about it, how yeah. much work it is. Yeah. You know, you're, you're right. It's me, Kim and Brittany in the house now. It's not like we're cooking for a family. Yeah. And you know, and if you want to eat something healthy, you got to go buy it. And so we'll, you know, we'll get ready to go eat. And then I beg somebody to go to a movie. I love movie theaters. Puts me in a different world, and Kim falls asleep in the movie. So the only one I have left is Brittany. She'll go. She's my movie partner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it's and then, and then you know it's nighttime and going I'm going crazy with my computer right now, trying to get on MLB and watch my Cardinal games, and um, and then begging Kim to get off Facebook or get off her games because it's one or two in the morning. I'm like, Kim, are you going to come to bed with me or not? <laughs> so that's my whole day. <laughs> that's it. So one of my questions in Ask Kelly is about who I want to trade places with. I think it might be you <laughs> for a day. I have, <sighs> I have, I have a. But come on, life is a little crazier than that. You're flying all the time. Oh yeah, dirt racing. Oh yeah. How many times are you dirt racing yeah. this year? It, it, and let me say this: what I just gave you that that was just a yeah, that was just, just right here. Today. That, that's like on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. My life is crazy, and I love my life. I'm addicted to uh, flying to places. And having a good time. So really my life is what it's all about is running well over 
60 dirt races now, and I do that because I'm just not ready to quit racing. Not trying to prove anything, Kelly. Don't want to race NASCAR. Uh, love NASCAR. Uh, the only way I'd ever run NASCAR right now is if uh, is if somebody has said, hey, we got a $3 million sponsor. We want you to run uh, 15 races. Don't have any interest at going to those tracks. Chasing money anymore. <laughs> well, and, co- and trying to compete with Chase Elliott, yeah, yeah. who is, uh, you know, awesome. It's so fun. I remember when he was a baby. So, so those are my reasons why I don't want to run NASCAR anymore because my days are over. Uh, even if I won two races right now, I don't mean nothing. I mean, yeah, it's a victory. But what am I trying to do? I'm 50. Right. We're not so starting a career. Essentially, you've, you've proved all that you want to pr- need my, to prove, have to prove, want to prove. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and you look at Mark Martin. I love Mark. He's like family. But, I mean, in all seriousness, you look at Mark, his days, and me and Mark talk about this, his days were over at about 53. So I'll be 51. You know, 51, 53, you know, some quit earlier. So I don't want to race NASCAR anymore. I, I don't mind running a race here or there like we did in Iowa. We had a great yeah, sponsor. Yeah, yep. U.S. Settler. Yep. Car looked good. I was respectful. You know, it's not like Kenny was being a ho- hobo. You know what I mean? <laughs> we in people's way. We went. We got good money. I made yep. good money. Yep. We ran good. We yeah, were competitive. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool, you know, to uh, either do that or go run my dirt car. I got employees. Back there at Kenny Wallace, you know, we got good sponsors, jegs.com. We got Toyota. We got American Ethanol, Illinois Corn, UNOH. So, uh, you know, and the reason I mention all those sponsors is because they ask me to do things, Kelly. Mm-hmm. So I'm busy doing things yeah. for them. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's hectic June or July, you know, racing six out of seven nights. You know, some people say, how could you have run 60 dirt races already? And it's August. So... You know, that's so you pretty much done your dirt racing for the year. Is that, that's kind of how it is. Yeah, they got they got what they call the the summer nationals. Yeah, I know a little bit about that. It, it's twenty nine races in about thirty five days, mm-hmm. and the and the nickname is called the Hell Tour. You were getting ready to start that when I came over to get the uh, beds. Yeah, it, and a couple I, months ago. Yeah, it, it, and I got two things in my life right now that really make me happy, and one is the winter nationals, mm-hmm. where I leave end of January for Florida. And we race Tampa, Florida, East East Bay Raceway, Ocala, Florida, Lake City, Florida. And then we end it all eight straight days out at Volusia, mm-hmm. mixed in with the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then the Summer Nationals, you know, right in the middle of the summer. It's so exciting, man. You're just, I mean, you're wore out. You're digging. You're, you're staying in Motel 6s, Super 8s. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 your br- and your brother, you know, FaceTimed me. <laughs> when we were leaving Quincy, Illinois, and it was just so awesome because, because Junior, you know, he thinks that's cool too, like yeah. I do. He wants to do that. He wants to be able to get back to there one day. Well, it's fun. Yeah. And so that's that's what I'm doing when yeah. I'm not in a regular day. Is yeah. you know we're getting in the hauler, we're stopping at a Loves or a you know a truck stop and Perkins. Yeah, you know, or Perkins. Waiting on your food. Yeah, or Waffle House, <laughs> and it's just so much fun. It, you know, it's and so that's really what I'm up to now, and uh, mixing the TV and with it, TV's yeah. TV's the number one thing in my life. Uh, it's it is work. It's it's yeah. you got to make notes, you got to prepare. Uh, now I know what John Madden said when he said, "No, I don't ever want to do TV again because it takes too much work." And it really does. It Even just, this little show takes work. You know, it's you got to yeah. think about your guest and what you're going to talk about and. Prepare for that and get your Ask Kelly questions and all that kind you of stuff. You inspired me yesterday because you, uh, we talked and, and I could tell that you were get preparing for your show. And I thought, oh, my gosh, she's just like me. <laughs> you got to prepare. Yeah. I don't like to do anything. I'm not a good off the cuff when it comes to stuff like this. Or we forget. Yeah. That's what I say. I have to write it down. I got these notes. And sometimes I keep a pen so I can make notes. Because I did. you did say something I wanted to ask you about health-wise. Are you a health nut? Like, what do you... Which, I am now. Yeah. I'm really into that too, health and that's good. holistic and really. Yeah, well you should dig be. in for stuff. I think that's awesome and I'll tell you why. Because you know, over 20 years ago NASCAR implemented this you have to get a physical. Mm-hmm. And that's what it all started for me. See, when I was in my 20s, I'd roll up at a Chick-fil-A and order me chicken nuggets and waffle fries and sweet tea, not knowing every single thing I was eating was soaked in grease. Mm-hmm. Waffle fries are soaked in grease. And then if you watch somebody cook bacon, 
and then when it's done, the grease turns white. That is what is in your arteries. Mm -hmm. That's what you call cholesterol. Mm -hmm. It clogs your arteries up. Mm -hmm. You'll have a heart attack and you'll die. Mm -hmm. it, do, I, do, I, do I do things overboard? Yes. But that's the way I looked at it. So when I was getting those physicals for NASCAR, because NASCAR required your physicals, I got to be friends with my doctor. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd do my blood and, and we... we and I went overboard. I spent $700 on a really good blood test because my grandma and my grandpa and my dad, you know, had clogged up arteries. And so, so that's when my health deal started. My, my sugar got to be 124 and it should be in your 80s. Okay. And, and people make fun of me. Oh, well, we got, I'm at 300. I'm mean, I, I understand your sugar's at 300 and I understand it's bad, but 120 is bad. Right. <laughs> so that's when it started. And um, now I'm a health freak. You work out? No, no. not at all. Uh, don't lift a thing. But what I do do is uh, I I eat, you know, tilapia, good tilapia. I know it's a bottom yeah, feeder. A yeah. I know I know. people say, tilapia, eat poop. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, Mark Martin said to eat it. So oh, I'm going gosh. To. They're here for you. Here, the police are here. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome here, your studio. Is he illegally parked or what? No, <laughs> in my parking spot. Uh, so, you know, I, I called Mark Martin up and I said, teach me how to eat. I don't know anything about food. And I'm going to tell you. He's a health nut. Yeah, but he was awesome because, okay, Mark doesn't like people. So he, he doesn't like to talk on the phone. But, man, you'd send him a text, boom, right back. Mark, I'm, I'm at Olive Garden. What do I order? Can I eat fettuccine Alfredo? <laughs> oh, my God, no. Hell no. Oh, my God, that's the worst thing. That, Alf, the, the, the. Alfredo sauce, it will give you a heart attack is what he told me. The noodles is, you know, that's possible. Right. Yeah, well, that's right. if you're wanting to load up for right. the, a 500-mile race. So he taught me all that stuff. And uh, so I really want to, you know, thank Mark. Mark taught me about food. Now, am I great? No, but I'm way better than I used to be. Did you know that when I was like a little bitty teenager, I had a crush on Mark Martin? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Like 1982. Actually, I wasn't. I don't even think I was a teen yet. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was the coolest. It's funny. I, well, <laughs> it's funny, but, you know, uh, the reason I, I, I liked my wife's look is, is uh, who did I post? I have brain fade right now. Raquel Welch. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I was born in 63, and I just think Raquel Welch is just in her, you know, in her 30s and 40s. She's a knockout, man. And so, because I loved Raquel Welch's look, that Italian Indian-like look. That's Kim. That's Kim. Yeah. And when I was sitting in photography class and she came in late, I went, holy moly. <laughs> yeah, I met in photography class. Yeah. Do you like photography now? Or no, that was just something you were no. doing. Like, is that college or high school? High school. High school. Kelly, the truth, <laughs> the truth be known is the year before they say, they sit, you, you know, you're, uh, they sit you down and they go, you know, when you're in high school, I picked the easiest courses so i took shop and art and and uh photography because i didn't like school i wanted to race mm -hmm. if i could have yeah, quit yeah. school i you would have. have because and went right yeah and i you know so yeah but that's where i met kim i was in 12 she was in 11th and so you had a crush i mean everybody has crushes oh when yeah 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 i think it's cool yeah i was like 11 or 12 so i i want to get some wisdom from you I'm raising a teenager, you know. Yep. Carson. I love girls. it. I love it. I follow You raised it. three girls. Right. Tell me something I need to know. Well. It's crazy. Yeah. that, that <laughs> Yeah. And, and I, I know I'm known to be funny or I'm known to say things I shouldn't say. And, and I, I, don't, I don't think about it. In other words, I, I don't say things I shouldn't say on purpose. They just come out. So with girls, you know, I'll just be very honest with you. Girls are incredibly temperamental, but they're beautiful. I mean, I, I, I love uh Women are beautiful, but you have to remember that they're going to grow up and be you. Right. So as little as Carson is, and she's so endearing and so sweet, you know, and uh, she's going to grow up and be you. Is she going to be? Is she going to be you? Is she going to run a company like you are? Right. So when I when uh, with my daughters when I was raising them, you know, I didn't know nothing. I did not know anything. <laughs> That's one thing to Whatever. teach them is to speak properly. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, the first thing I learned was that, okay, uh, we bought all these plastic plates and we're going to serve them chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese because we didn't know anything about food back then. It was easy. Mm -hmm. Got three kids. They're two years apart. It's a handful. Mm -hmm. We sat down and they started 
fighting and screaming and throwing chicken nuggets at each other. I'm like, what is going on? Well, they all had three different colored plates. <laughs> Purple, blue, pink. Well, then I learned a very important lesson at that time. Everybody my my three girls have to be treated totally exactly the same. To now fast forward 30 something years. They I I save a lot of money for them. You know, they all have, you know, uh, this type of account, that type of account. They all they all have the exact same money saved. It's the the new word is transparent. <laughs> my daughters can look and see. That's my advice to you, Wyatt yeah. and Carson and Kennedy. Somewhere in Kennedy, somewhere they're, when they get older, they're gonna they're gonna confess to you that, well, you didn't buy me that, but you bought Carson that. So my only advice to you is, whatever you do, try, try. I'm not saying you can do it. Right. Try as hard as you can to keep. You know, my my wife. Quality. Yeah, my well. wife says don't don't keep count, Kenny. You know, I'm like, what do you mean don't keep count? Well, that that person owes me. That bleeds into your family too. The, my my daughters keep count. <laughs> and it, it hurts like hell. 20 years later, Brandy, Brandy will say to him all the time, well, you, and I mean up until a month ago, well, Dad, you did this for Brooke. And then I say, come here, put my arm around her. She's 25 years old, Kelly. It's the only advice I got for you. Try hard. <laughs> because if you don't, if you don't, they'll, they'll, they're keeping a list. They're keeping a. In their mind. But, but then people will tell you to, you know, you got to raise them differently because they're differently. And, you know, you hear the adages of, well, you're not your sister. You're 13. Like, I get it now with, between Kennedy and Carson and what you can do. And I'm like, well, you're not 13 and you're only eight. And, and of course, Kennedy was keeping count, too. She knows Carson got her cell phone at eight. Right. So when she turned eight, she will know where her cell phone was. Yeah, you know? I, right. So those are the kind of things that. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. I could, you know, I can go on and on and share crazy private stories with you. But, uh, I mean, you know. You know, so I we can sh- talk about boys offline. Well, I, I well, I, you know, I, listen, I screwed up with this wedding. You know, I spent, you know, I spent $80,000 on Brooke's wedding. Okay, but I told you, most people aren't going to say what I just said. Yeah. And, and I got good friends that are frugal people and, you know, we got on the cruise and got all drunk up and they're like, how much are you going to spend on Brooke's wedding? And I told them the truth. And she says, you're an idiot. And it hurt my feelings. Well, well, but now hold on. The middle one, Brandy, is country. Country as could be. And she's like, Dad, I am not making you spend that much money on my wedding. That's stupid. But to Brooke, it was everything. She's she's Cinderella dressed in yellow. <laughs> Went upstairs to kiss a fella. Made a mistake. You know, uh, I mean, so you know what I mean? Brandy's Brandy's real. You know, Br- Brooke is all girl. Brandy's got some tomboy in her. She's like, Hell no, we're gonna have my wedding. Behind a barn or something. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but still got to have the same money saved for him. Yeah. Because, see, I, I, I bought Brooke. I, I did an autograph signing with Aaron's, two of them. So we got Brooke some refrigerator and a stove and this. Brandy literally asked for that when she moved out. So I had to buy her that. <laughs> Do you remember when you and Rusty and Mike were kids? Did you keep count as boys? I wonder if it's different for girls and boys. Not yeah, so, it's different. Yeah, way different. Yeah. I, d- I didn't yeah, care keeping count. No, I'm just. I was the kid, man. I was I was literally running the creeks, and when they were dry, I, <laughs> I, I, I'd run a creek for two, three miles, and when you found a minnow pond, it was just oh my gosh! You know, I had my you BB you gun. Got gold. Oh yeah, <laughs> minnows! Look at this. There's something living in a dry creek. Built tree houses. I loved my tree houses. Uh, you know, I made a rope, put a tire on it. Had a little little motorcycle. Had my bicycle was everything to me. My dad was shocked. I literally drove my my my, my bicycle about fifteen miles up the road. He found me in the city. Me and my buddy, <laughs> Judy. He yells out to my mom, Kenny, at eleven years old, is up in South County at a mall on his bicycle. On his bicycle. <laughs> We dang sure wouldn't let our kids do that these days. No. Oh gosh. They'd yeah. Be getting punished. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, no, I never. I had a therapist because I was in trouble at school all the time, and they sent me to a therapist. And the therapist said he's great. He's seeking attention because he has a sibling rivalry with his brothers. And I said, listen, I'm into therapy and psychology too. But at like 12 years old, I said that's wrong. I do not. Do not. You I, didn't want to be like them then. <laughs> Well, I wanted to do what they were doing. Doing right. I wanted to drive your way. Yeah, it, yeah, it's no different than than you, Kelly, or or Dale Jr. or Carrie or or Carson. Probably the reason you want to race because your dad did it. Yeah, right. Well, that's like me. Uh, people are like, 
they want to be mean to me. You're not your brother. I'm like, hold on. You're right. <laughs> right. He's way better than me. But <laughs> I just want to do what he was doing, you know? So uh, people uh, sometimes diagnose you wrong. wrong. And uh, I never had a sibling rivalry with my brothers. However, I did want to to race like they were. So, yeah, that that I never I never uh, had any. If, it, if anything, I was opposite. Crazy proud of Rusty. Crazy proud of Mike, and and I would brag on them more. I think that's how I am. Yeah, right. Yeah. I would brag on Rusty and Mike more if I wasn't on TV because I can't say it. I can't right. say their names on TV. Right. You can't be. I can't. You know, biased. I, I think like yeah. once a once every three months I say my brother Rusty, and I go, oh no, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Back up. So we can't not get on the subject of my dad because I know that you have tons of good Dell and Hart stories. I know that y'all were buds. He thought a lot of you. Well, it's sensitive because I love you so much <laughs> that, you know, I don't ever want to cross that line, you know, uh, but, but you're right. You know, I want to hear the stories. I love hearing the stories because right. the, the, I think what people don't really, you know, even, even you from an understanding, obviously you only understand the life that you're living. So as a kid, I mean, we were really sheltered from stuff. You know, we didn't travel around to the races with them mm-hmm. um, much. We did a little bit as kids. But my dad would, you know, work all night long and, and on his farm. And we didn't have dinners together. And, and he did, he missed graduations and proms and all these things, you know, right, that I missed out on with my dad. And so people think that I know a lot more than I really do about the people that he shared his time with. But mm-hmm. I wasn't really involved in a lot of that stuff, you know. So well, hearing these stories, makes, yeah. you know, well, I, I you love. Well, you know. You know when I when I okay so so thank you for saying that because sometimes I don't I didn't understand yeah, you know yeah. but I'm gonna tell you some stories but I'll, first of all I want to let you know that when I'm with my friends you know I always said I always said Dale Earnhardt was the Marlboro man to me your dad was that guy on the billboard back in you know 30 yeah. years ago the cowboy hat on he your dad was a a, man, a man's man and I always heard this story that you know uh, and it's kind of like me. I was mad at my dad most of the time because my dad was rough on me. He always wanted to know why I didn't win. And if I did win, did I earn it? Uh, where are there good cars there? You know, I mean, my dad just constantly broke my ass down constantly. You know, I could win the race at Richmond with uh, Dale Earnhardt right on my ass and Mark Martin right behind him. And I went to Victor Lane. My dad wasn't there. And I said, where are you at, Dad? Well, Rusty said we have to go back to the hotel at Richmond, one of my biggest wins. But yet he was confused. How did I outrun Dale Earnhardt Sr. and why did I outrun Mark Martin? You know, and when I, so when I would win races, a celebration was never good enough. You had to debrief, you know, why did you win? Was it okay? And there was, there was different levels of wins with my father. One, you flat ass earned it and okay, good job. That was all you were going to get. So I kind of look at, I kind of look at your dad. Very similar. Well, yeah, because well, he was a working man. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I read stories about your dad, and oh my God, whatever you do, I don't want to embarrass myself, but but he came up tough. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that molds our fathers. Yeah. Right, so so I'll tell you a cool story about your dad is I had no money, so my brother Rusty got me a free single-wide mobile home from Oakwood Mobile Homes because of the Oakwood Homes 500. And Rusty said, I'm going to move you down to North Carolina, you know, quit running ASA. And in November of 1988, I had a single wide mobile home free. My brother Rusty did it all. I love my brother Rusty. He's awesome. But he's mean too. Okay. <laughs> Just, you know, I love my brother. But so he gives me everything. And all of a sudden, this mobile home, we outgrow it. And the mobile home was up there on Tryon Street behind Felix Sabatis' shop almost in the city. And he, and he says, okay, you're getting a double wide now. And so I found this property and I had so much fun. And all of a sudden, here's where the story starts with your father. He, your dad was always good to me. My very first race car I ever drove in NASCAR was the black number eight GM Goodrich Chevrolet at Martinsville. I think I finished 12th and that was in your father's car. So anyway, all of a sudden your dad and his good friend, Gene Deese, Gene always had a, a, a a drink in his hand. Yeah. Always. And they knew I was building a uh, go-kart track behind my double-wide mobile home. And I had two and a quarter acres. That's all I could afford. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at that time, you know, Dale Earnhardt Sr. was bigger than life. 
but he was kind of like my friend. And I mean, we were doing things together. I was going to your the shop, you know, his first shop, so to speak. Mm-hmm. No, not that, not the one on V8 Road. Yeah, the Deer Head Shop. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. The Deer, thank you. The deer Head Shop. The Deer, yeah. yeah. So I'd go to the Deer Head Shop, and, you know, he's, your dad was like, man, you won loud and come up here. You know, your dad couldn't go out in public and yeah. eat. So he'd say, come on up here, go, come to the Deer Head Shop, and, and he'd have me spaghetti and salad. <laughs> Literally that. So, you know, at this point, we're, you know, we're doing some pretty cool things and uh, just right around home, though, yeah. never, never yeah. going anywhere. So my wife, Kim, calls me and says, uh, Dale Earnhardt and Gene Deese are out here and they have a big water truck on a trailer and they're pushing it off into your field. So I told your dad, I'm looking for a, um, I'm looking for a, a big barrel of water because I want to water my my go-kart track. And uh, so your dad remembered that. So he takes and and Kim says, I can remember your dad pushing this off with cowboy boots. Imagine my image. Now, Kim's telling me this story. So the Marlboro man, which is your dad, <laughs> he's wearing his cowboy. field. Oh, he's out in my field with Gene Deese. <laughs> and him and Deese, are, they got their dump truck with a flatbed truck. Now, remember, your dad's bigger than life at this time. He's the most famous race car driver, and not in the United States, the world. They're pulled up at my double wide. <laughs> that and, you got free. And that, I got, that I got free from Rusty. And Kim says, Dale Sr., you know, I call him Dale Sr. now so I don't get him confused with your brother. You know, uh, he, he takes his boots and he pushes this thing off and he just lets it roll right out in the middle of my go-kart track. And it's a truck. It's a water truck, though. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. I rush home, and I take this, and I put a lot of effort into it. I cut it with a torch off of this water truck. It was pretty much a joke. The water truck was a piece of crap. I mean, just rusted to the max. Looked like it was from 1934. (laughs) And, I, Kelly, I spent all this effort cutting this water tank off, and I literally painted black and put a white number three on it. And I'm having the time of my life. But now I'm serious because I really do need this as a water tank. Kelly, I was a fool. And it had surface rust on the tank. And I start filling it up with water. It had a million holes in it. (laughs) It was was rusted out to the maximum peak. And the water come out like water coming out of a filter. I said, that damn Earnhardt, I'm going to kill him. Well, the punchline is this. So we, we, we end up getting to the, the Southern 500 in Darlington, and here we are. Now we're very, very serious. And uh, Teresa and your dad are at, at Driver's Introduction. You know, that, that's when, you know, the wives started going out to Driver's Introduction uh, with the husbands. Mm-hmm. And uh, Teresa, you know, I'm in my, I'm focused. I'm getting ready to race. And, uh, you know, just minutes before they say, starting 10th for the Southern 500, Kenny Wallace Teresa hands me the title to that piece of truck. <laughs> and I said, are you kidding me? I got to pay somebody to come take it away. You know, that's that's a small story. But but right in there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delve into a second story real quick. When, when uh, See, we used to never have motorhomes. So, uh, you know, Felix Sabatis was the first one to have motorhomes. And then your dad, you know, got into motorhomes. And he calls me up on a home phone. And uh, <laughs> Herman. You know, right away, Dale Earnhardt, you know, the black number three. Herman, hey, Dale, ride down with me in my motorhome to Darlington. I said, oh, okay. I told Kim, I said, I'm riding with Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, my God, I'm like shaking, you know. But it was so cool because your dad was reaching out to me to be a friend. Yeah. You know, it was everything to me. You got to remember, Kelly, it was bigger than life. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm friends with Dale Earnhardt. You know, I'm like a little kid. <laughs> he rolls up into that, in that motorhome, your dad driving a motorhome. At this time, he's already got six, seven championships. He's already a seven-time champion. He he pulls in in that motorhome, and I jump in that motorhome. Just me and Dale Earnhardt. Every mile we drive, I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm really in here. With I'm Dale in Earnhardt. here with Dale Earnhardt. Just me and Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> and so I, I took, I took the biggest thing I took away from that was two things. We had a good time, and we talked about a lot of things. But the two things he said to me. He said, Herman, and I use this every day, every short track I go to when, when somebody interviews me. It was that trip that your dad said, Herman, there are thousands of great race car drivers all over the United States. And, and some of them get married, some of them have babies, and some of them just don't have the willpower, or, and, and, and they all can't do it. But there are thousands of great race car drivers that just can't end up making it to NASCAR. 
But always remember that every short track you go to, there's a whole bunch of me. They're rare, but I've seen some Dale Earnhardt's. I'm like, oh, my God, that guy is Dale Earnhardt. But you know what? He got married and he had kids and he couldn't make it to NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. So your father taught me that. Because, see, I, I would have thought, no, only the great drivers make it to NASCAR. Right, right. But your dad taught me that, no, there are thousands of great drivers. They just Some just don't make it, mm-hmm. you know, because they got married out yeah, of high school. Yeah, or, yeah. And then the next thing he taught me was just pretty normal. But I thought it was pretty di- big from somebody that had so much talent. He said, whatever you do, find the best crew chief you can. And I think your brother right now is living proof of that yeah, with Latard. If you don't have a good crew chief, you're going to be made a fool of and you're going to run bad. Even if you're the great Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. And your, your father taught me this. When you have a fast race car, it's like a fast horse. Ride it. He taught me that. He taught me that after the Bud shootout. I said, Dale, you kept starting to the back and you went to the front and you won every segment. He looked me right in the face. He put his arm <laughs> around me. He said, Herman? When you get a fast horse, ride it. <laughs> so it was actually your father with incredible talent, and it, and it goes for Dale Jr. right now. You cannot win on a slow horse, and it was your dad that taught me that. You know, and I seen your dad. When you gave your dad a slow horse, he ran 20th. Yeah. Your dad taught me you got to have a good crew chief, and, I, I, you know, I did the best I could. Birdie was my best crew chief, and, and, and Gil Martin. But uh, your dad taught me so many life lessons. A lot of them are in my book that I wrote about eight years ago, Inside Herman's World. Kelly, I have I so many. Read that. I, I, your, your brother read it, and, I and read. your brother read it, and he gave it back to me, and he said, "Spot on." I said, "Wow, that's huge," because your brother's so uh, intriguing, yeah. so smart. Unassuming smart. Like, yeah. People don't assume that about him. Yeah, you know, you would think He's Dale Earnhardt. Very methodical and deep thinker. Yeah. Dale is. Dale Jr. Is. Yeah. So. So your your dad, Dale Sr., taught me so much that I, I never wanted to talk about it because I didn't want to be one of those guys. You know, Dale Earnhardt passed away. Now here comes everybody right, thinks they right, know him. Right. So I never said a word about your dad because because I did know him real good. Right, right. And I didn't want to come out and go, look at me. Right. I know. So I never said a word right. until now or that book. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I got way more stories. <laughs> uh, so many, you know, some of the quotes that were incredible. I went. I was at Nazareth, Pennsylvania. I think it was ninety, ninety-one, and at this time, you know, I, I, you know, I was a B driver, no doubt, but I still won a lot. You know, won yeah. nine nationwide races and ten poles, and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm quick time up against a lot of these great drivers, and and I run up to Dale, and I, I don't know, was I twenty-four maybe, and I have the twenty-four-year-old mind. I'm like, and I'm, you know, he's my friend now. I'm like, Dale, Dale, I'm gonna sit on the pole. I'm going to sit on the pole. He grabbed me, and, boy, he shot me down right away. He said, Herman, don't tell me what you're going to do. Just do it. Tell me what you did. <laughs> and it hurt my feelings so bad. <laughs> crushed me. And But, boy, did I learn a lesson from a great man. Don't brag. Don't tell me. Don't brag before. Right? Don't, don't tell me what you're going to do. Tell me what you did. And I thought that was bigger than big. So a year later, you know, sometimes I don't. I don't comprehend things right away so you know all these quotes you know there are thousands of great race car drivers don't tell me what you're going to do tell me what you did you know get a good crew chief and there's this other my guy when i won when i won loud i'd led 200 or 300 laps and he said come come to my come to come to my deer shop we got in a brand new van with a sticker on it from dale earnhardt chevrolet brand new van kelly brand new stickers on it it most fun i ever had in my life <laughs> We got in that van and we put we had a five gallon bucket and we put it between the front seats and he and he looked at my team because he told me to bring my team up after I won loud and he said if I see one beer can on my property y'all never be welcome back we're gonna drink beer we're gonna ride around in this van on my three hundred acre property but every beer can is gonna go in this this bucket, bucket. okay. We destroyed this van. <laughs> he says, he says, we're going down one of the gravel roads. He goes, we're going to build a road right here. <laughs> Off into the middle of the road, the woods. Off into the middle of the woods we'd go. Yeah. Here, there'd be a tree blocking us that fell down. He'd get out. <laughs> Up and over the tree. Run it. And if we got stuck on that tree, he'd put it in reverse, forward. Reverse, forward. We're going, yeah, yeah. So now your dad had this battle with this tree. We're not even involved in it. <laughs> He's going to get this damn van off this tree. He did. He won. It was funny. 
Yeah, you never wanted to get one of Dad's, um, you know, manufacturer cars or whatever because they had been through hell. <laughs> he sh- he they might have only had 15,000 miles, but you, it, they were about like 100,000-mile vehicles. <laughs> if he would have signed it and said drove by Dale Earnhardt yeah. Sr., probably got three times uh, as much yeah, money. Yeah, but it was three times in the shape that it probably should have been. <laughs> he was awesome. He was awesome. One, one little quick story, last one. Richmond, Kim told me to tell you this one. Hurricane was coming. Up the yeah. coast, mm-hmm. right? Richmond Speedway. I remember, yep. So Teresa was not there yet, and uh, it was me and Kim, and we had our windows open, and our, our motorhomes were parked next to each other. And somehow, you know, it was getting spooky out. You know, they sent all the fans home and practice. They cut practice off, and, uh, you know, everybody always has everything closed up because you have your air conditioner on. Well, for some reason, we had our windows open, just the screens. And here, me and your dad caught eye, and then and Kim was looking outdoor. And your dad says, what are we having for supper? <laughs> well, you know, it was an honor. Dale Earnhardt said, what are we having for supper? <laughs> so Kim makes sp- spaghetti. And uh, what what we make the bread for spaghetti. Uh, like garlic. Yeah, garlic bread. bread or That's whatever. it. Yeah. And uh, we'll never forget that. So Kim makes this spaghetti. And Kim takes it over to him. And, you know, it's a big deal. And, uh, and your dad was always so appreciative. Like, so he returned the plate. And this, the knife and the and everything, perfectly clean. And so fast forward like 20 years, we're coming home from a nationwide race. Carrie Earnhardt looks just like your father. <laughs> yeah. And we're on the race day plane, which everybody is on at one time or another. And they're, they're cleaning up. Everybody's been fed. You know, l- let's say we ran a race at Iowa and we're flying home. And Carrie had raced. I had raced. Shane Meal was on the plane. So... I seen Carrie doing just what your dad did that night. Carrie was done eating, but he got up and he helped them waitresses clean up the whole plane. And I said, oh, my God, it's a spitting image of senior. Here we, in, instead of your dad just giving us the plate back, he cleaned it perfectly. And if you, and if I did something with your dad and it was on his terms, he would never let me get up. What do you want? I take a Bud Light. Okay, I'll get, nope, you sit down. He was always entertaining. Good stuff. I have to stop. I got. I, I'll I get, know we could talk. Yeah, you could. We could talk and listen all day. Yeah. Well, thank. Thanks for letting me. No, thank Tell you. you about your dad. I was always afraid. No. I never wanted to. Oh, I love it. You do. I do love it. That makes Absolutely. me happy. I love yeah. hearing it. Just like I said, it's there's so much that you assume that people know and yeah. you know that you were a part of. And but you know, it, you but know? you know, there was always that part. He hurt my feelings also because as soon as I thought he was my best friend, he would ignore me. You know, that's the only thing that ever bothered me about your dad because I loved him so much. He was you so good to me. You could sit on the couch beside him and he would ignore you. We would have conversations with him and ask him questions, you know, growing up. And it was like minutes and minutes and minutes went on and minutes. And you're like, you get frustrated and you get up and you go on. And then 20 minutes later, he'll give you the answer to whatever you asked. You know, Rusty's like you know, that. It's crazy. Right, Rusty would just, yeah, something to do. Maybe, you know, they're rare. They're great competitors. They say that uh, Very, like focused mental and yeah. yeah, but yeah, man, I'll tell you what, uh, great times, great times, and and the sport was forever changed. Yeah, you know, a lot of great stories. Good stuff. All right, we're gonna have to hush up. We might have to have a part two. We might have to Kenny Wallace part one and Kenny Wallace part two if we keep on going. <laughs> I had fun. It's not a bad thing. This was very therapeutic for me. Good because I'm sitting down with somebody. I, I really, this is good. I love this show. Good well, job. you can come back then. In a year. Tell Miss Judy Hay. Tell Miss Kim Hay. I will, I will tell. Girls. I will tell my my wife and uh, my mom, and they're big fans of yours. And, and great job with everything you're doing. Well, thank you. I'm proud of you. Appreciate it. Good job. I appreciate that. So, Amanda, we have had several people tweet about the purchase of the Charlie Soap products. I want to thank everybody for supporting Charlie Soap and Dirty Mo Radio. Uh, it definitely takes great supporters like Charlie Soap to make this show happen and all the shows on Dirty Mo Radio. Mm-hmm. I hope you've had a chance to use the products. And if you have, tweet me and let me know what you think. Just again, to remind everybody, that discount code is Dale Jr. You enter it at checkout and you get 15% off your purchase. And when you're on charliesoap.com, uh, there's actually a banner ad like right there on their, their front page that will take you to their store so it's pretty easy yep so the product code for that sampler pack is 99901 uh, just to help you locate it a little easier you can go to the website discount code Dell junior 15 percent off your purchase 
All right, it's time for Ask Kelly. Remember that you can submit your questions on Twitter uh, using the hashtag Ask Kelly at my handle Earnhardt Kelly. And then we also post this on my Facebook page at Kelly K. Earnhardt. First question is from Facebook, and it's from Kyle Colbreth. He wants to know, what is your favorite part of the U.S. to visit and why? <laughs> you know, I really like all different types of places and climates, but I will have to say that my favorite part of where I've been so far in the U.S., because I, I haven't been to all parts of the, the United States yet, is really Colorado, the West, Montana. Um, my husband, LW, and I have taken uh, several trips out there to Wyoming and Colorado, and just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country out there. So I'd say that's my favorite from just uh, scenery and beauty and just taking in uh, all of nature. Next question is from at ScrapHappy33 on Twitter. If you could trade places with one person for a day, who would it be? <laughs> I saw this question, so I put some thought into this one. And I'm like, okay, you know, my life is busy enough. Who could I trade places with? So I really didn't come up with the person. I just said, I want to trade places with whoever stays at home and gets to sleep all day. Because <laughs> I need to catch up <laughs> on my sleep. <laughs> so I don't really have any, like, great answer of some famous person I want to trade places. Because I want to rest when I trade places with somebody. <laughs> well, Kenny might have been the perfect one with his pool days. I know. I know. <laughs> Next question is from at jsteen234. If you were racing at Bristol this weekend, what would your music intro be during driver intros? I put some thought into this one too. And I thought with just the world these days and, and like Kenny and I were talking about social media and how you can hardly have an opinion without getting berated and, uh, you know, you're not allowed to have your opinions anymore um, without all kinds of negativeness around it. There's a song by a band called Need to Breathe called More Heart, Less Attack. And, uh, and you know, it's just talking about having more compassion and having more heart and, and just attacking things and attacking people less. So I'd want to share that message with people. Thanks for listening to Fast Lane Family presented by Charlie Soap. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. So, Amanda, quick funny on Charlie Soap. Remember that you can go to charliesoap.com and use the discount code Dell Jr. for 15% off the sampler pack. I will tell you, we're potty training right now with Wyatt. The pre-spray, laundry pre-spray, yeah. pre-spray is coming in handy. In fact, um, he had an accident uh, yesterday, and L-Dub's like, what am I supposed to do with these underwear? <laughs> Wash them out, pre-spray, <laughs> sit them on the washer for <laughs> feather cleaning. <laughs> well, you should be good to go then. <laughs> Charlie Soap comes in handy.